Hi, friends. I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead Dead Drunk. God, guys, do you notice anything different about our audio quality? We're together. Together. In oh our studio, which oh is God. one of Tierney's three apartments in her three bedroom my apartment. Three apartments. <laughs> my three <laughs> One oh. of my three rooms. Remember how we did that trivia and I was drunk? It's one of Tierney's three apartments. <laughs> She's a mogul now and she uses one of her apartments. <laughs> Our trivia went so well that we've now been offered a multi-million deal from HBO. And Natty Light. (laughs) Natty Light. And Tierney owns three apartments immediately. Mm. One she's giving to her mom. One is for the dogs. And then one is for us to record in. One is for us, yes. No, um, it went really well. I had a lot of fun at Trivia. Thank you to everybody who's listening that was there and made it special. It was so fun. Yeah, thank you guys. I I want to keep doing those. That was so fun. Maybe next time we can do a... Tierney Shelby trivia. How yeah. much about <gasps> what if we did you make questions about you and I make questions about me and we quiz each other oh about the god, other Oh my god, that one. would be fun. <laughs> Best friend trivia. <laughs> that would be fun. Or we could also do like a similar thing where I make the questions for you and see how much <gasps> you know. Oh yes, because I know very little. I well, I, I retain I would, not that much. I thought I was going to do so much better than I did, I, dude. Me too. I really thought I was going to have a problem and you were going to nail every question. But no, it was very hard. I think I. I mean, I did okay. You did pretty I, good. I got a good amount of them, but like, I. If you did that for me, see. I mean, see how it goes. It's going to be right. super bomb. <laughs> I'm going to bomb it for sure. Yeah, um, I have no memory, you guys. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Tierney's texting me about things that we just recorded. And I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also want to do a fundraiser soon. Uh, our trivia was kind of like a test run to see how our Instagram live would go. And we want to try to see if we can do a, a fundraiser for some cause. We haven't really figured it out yet. But hopefully in a couple weeks. Um, so stay tuned for that announcement. Also, our Patreon is still thriving. So please come join us. We actually have two new patrons. So do you want to do some fun facts? Sure. Um, let's get some fun <laughs> facts in here. Let me think um, of some fun facts. Okay. All right. So our two new patrons are Adam and Danielle. All right. Hey, Adam. Hey, Danielle. Great to have you attending the party. Welcome to the party. Okay. Did you know? <laughs> did you guys eat a little too much over quarantine like I did? <laughs> Guess what? You don't just have to resort to Pilates, which I love, but I have a really good teacher for Pilates. You could do like things on YouTube for free, but you could also bang your head against the wall for one hour because that burns 150 calories. (laughs) What a fun fact. I didn't know that. Isn't it great? (laughs) All right. We need one more. You're right. We need one more. This is actually the exact website that I looked at Uh for for the other ones. So I am. Huh. (laughs) Sorry. I'm looking through these facts like, huh. Didn't know that. Oh, no. Not that one. That's gross. Oh, (laughs) 
Oh my god. Do you guys want to hear about this creepy fucking shit? Sure. Oh my god. Okay. They're here for creepy fucking shit. All right, probably. guys. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you ready, Drunkies? This is creepy as fuck. The inventor of the Frisbee, Walter Frederick Morrison, was cremated and made into a Frisbee. <laughs> tossing that frisbee to your dog like go chase walter do you think that like his family uses the frisbee at like picnics and stuff like family reunion let's bring out walt (laughs) go get walter (laughs) i hope i hope so go get walter we want to play some frolf (laughs) oh my god well thank you patrons um (laughs) i hope you enjoyed those fun facts that you earned um okay so (laughs) holy moly macaroni all right i i did a little intro like i did last time to to get us into the i love little intros oh my god thanks so if you are interested in true crime or even if you're not you've probably heard the name jeffrey dahmer Dahmer, what yeah who's that i know everybody knows jeffrey dahmer right Dahmer was one of the most prolific sex offenders and serial killers of probably all time, which is why he is a household name today. But how much do you really know about Jeffrey Dahmer? Do you know the details of his crimes, the names of his victims, how he got caught, the fact that his middle name was Lionel? Oh, I know. That's rough. Yeah, I kind of get it. I I do know there's a graphic novel about him. It's called My Friend Dahmer. Oh, fun. It's drawn by someone who was actually his friend in high school. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Wait, I did know that. And they made a movie out of it. And I'm pretty sure that it starred like the guy from like Good Luck Charlie or some shit. Yeah, it was that guy that looks (laughs) kind of like Matt Damon. I don't know. Or maybe it was Matt Damon. (laughs) Or maybe just what? I have no idea. Um, I don't but, know. No, but I said to Adam the other day, I was like, I would totally read a graphic novel about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, That's it's so out there. Cool. And it's like in weird bluish tinted colors. Mm-hmm. It's so well. Oh, I we'll love to it. read it. I love it. So although he was one of the most infamous killers, I'm guessing that most of you listening don't know too much about him because I know I didn't. But that's all about to change. Bum, bum, so the first thing I'll tell you about Dahmer is what he liked to drink. Dahmer was a very heavy drinker, and we will definitely get more into that. Um, As we come to find out, he would use alcohol to help him prey on his victims. According to Murder Mile, another true crime podcast, just like us, Dahmer would start the night with beer, usually Miller or Pabst, and eventually he would graduate to either whiskey or rum with Coke. I love that he was a PBR guy. Oh, yeah. I could totally see Dahmer drinking a PBR. Right? Pulling At out a gay a PBR, club, like, it's like, mms, 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 and he's just chugging PBR. He's just like, can I get a PBR, please? <laughs> so Murder Mile actually wrote a pretty cool article about different serial killer favorites um, of, of their drinks that they would drink. So don't be surprised if we bring them up in more episodes in the future. I honestly listened to about 30 seconds of a promo for this podcast because I had never listened to them before and they were British and they were like really spooky, like not sponsored, but I literally had to turn it off. I was like, this is because it's like the music in the background and the guy's like, hello and welcome to Murder Mile. <laughs> he's like, I, I don't know. He's just so creepy. I think the British accent really lends itself to spooky, creepy. Because it's like, like detective, like Sherlock Holmesy. Yeah. Right? 
So anyway, we're obviously drinking today as Dahmer would with a beer. And then later we're going to graduate to like rum and coke or whiskey and coke. We haven't decided yet, but like do whatever you please. Yeah. So are you ready for the case? Drink up, dead junkies. All right. I'm getting way better at that. Yes. (laughs) We've nailed it, honestly. (laughs) Okay. So Dahmer was born on May 21st, 1960 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which means... He's a Gemini with an Aries moon. <laughs> you laugh. Hold you on laugh. A <laughs> I know you're laughing, but it makes sense because some qualities that are present in his birth chart. Yes, I read his birth chart. Okay, but wait. Well, I understand you reading his birth chart. That does make sense. But Gemini's when they are single people and not twins. You. You guys are kind of crazy. You you guys are kind of split a little bit. You oh, guys are Yoshi. spooky. Yoshi just jumped onto the table like, hello, it's me, the Gemini Yoshi. Oh. I, I actually think he is a Gemini. My cat. Wait, you, wait, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> so I read his birth chart and I saw, you know, some of the, I read the whole thing. I saw some of the qualities that maybe he would have if he was a typical Gemini with an Aries moon. And it Sorry. said, it's okay. No, I, I somewhat, I mean, there are some qualities that you can pick out from your Zodiac that are like, oh yeah, that's me. Oh, I'm a total Aries. Total I'm, Aries. Well, I don't think I'm a total Capricorn because I'm, I don't feel I'm all that ambitious, but I am a little bit OCD and perfectionist at sometimes. Oh, and but the, like the main Aries thing is that they're like impulsive, spontaneous. And oh, like that's you. Extrovert, like very. Didn't you buy tickets to Disney World? Just cause, cause maybe. <laughs> and then my mom, I, f- I, cause I knew my mom would be jealous that I was going to Disney. Oh, she her. bought tickets to Hamilton. Literally. Yes. I was like, guys, I'm a little drunk. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to Disney world on Bob's birthday. I'm so sorry. And they're like, thank God, because we're going to see Hamilton and we did not buy you a ticket. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> but they were like, oh, thank yeah. God. Anyway, back to, um, Dahmer's birth chart. So it says that he would have generally been a charming person, but he would possess the ability to easily detach from people, which he did later talk about in his interviews, that he was very good at detaching himself from people. He was very superficial when it comes to appearances. Um, He would be attracted to people on their appearance, and if somebody did not fit his type, then he was not into it. Okay. Um, Wait, I mean, we'll get into his type. Never mind. Prone to negative and self-destructive behavior. Yep. Controlling. Yeah. And prone to have many crushes and impulsive slash intense desires. I said desires. Weird. Desires. <laughs> impulsive and intense desires. Yeah. That so, fits. Like, foreshadowing. <laughs> I feel like this literally like reading that I got so many chills just reading his birth chart, like knowing what yeah. we know. Because I was like, yeah, yeah. Like his mom could have read the birth chart and been like, nope. We'll get into why his mom didn't have time to read the birth chart. (laughs) So the chart also suggests that he may have had childhood trauma, which I don't really know how a birth chart can tell that he would have trouble at home as a child. But uh, in Dahmer's case, it is somewhat true. Holy shit. Dahmer's father was a student when he was young and his mother struggled with depression and hypochondria. Because of this, it's speculated that he didn't receive the love and affection that he needed as a small child. I feel like it's proven. I mean, it's speculated. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 
Um, despite this, people say that Dahmer was an energetic kid, at least until the age of four, when he had to undergo a double hernia surgery, which is, I feel like, very weird for a four-year-old. Because you hear about did, like older people getting hernias. Did he have to? Or did it, what his mo- was his mother projecting some of that, like, Gypsy Rose Oh, I didn't even think shit about that. on him? Maybe. I just feel like if you are a hypochondriac before children, when you have children, you're going to be whatever the even word worse. is for people that project illnesses onto their child you know what i mean uh, i don't know like what Munchausen the word is syndrome yes yeah you Maybe. you might turn into that if it's a severe watch the politician on netflix season one um they talk about oh okay a lot um and ben platt's in it so and ben platt <laughs> so at this time his family noticed a shift in Dahmer's behavior he suddenly was much more subdued which did not really change as he recovered from the surgery so he went from a really energetic and happy kid to being a little more morose after the surgery. At four. Yeah. Holy shit. Teachers of Dahmer's now recall that he was always quiet and they could tell there was some kind of neglect going on at home. Despite this, Dahmer did have a few friends in school, like a, like you know one or two close friends. Soon Dahmer's interests became a tad worrisome. At least to me when I was researching. <laughs> At a young age, he became obsessed with dead animals. According to Dahmer, the fascination began when he was four years old when he saw his father removing animal bones from under the house. So I'm guessing like something died there or something was buried there and he found them and removed them. Okay. It first started with bugs, but later escalated to roadkill. Jeffrey Dahmer would find a dead animal, take it home dismember it and keep it in a jar oh okay just like regular kid stuff oh yeah he said that he was curious as to how the animals quote fitted together and he said that he liked the way the bones sounded when he put them in the maracas i don't know (laughs) when they rubbed together i don't know oh okay later when he was 10 he asked his dad what would happen if bones were put into bleach while they were eating a chicken dinner, like a rotisserie chicken. And his father showed him how to safely bleach animal bones to preserve them. That's kind of cool. I guess it's foreshadowing though. Yeah. It's like, it's, I mean, again, like if I had a kid that was super interested in like science like that, I would a hundred percent be like, Oh my gosh, let's let me show you everything. But now it's like in retrospect, it's like, Oh, that's a creepy interest that you have. Yeah. I feel like if I had a, a child that was that interested in dead things, I would get a therapist for it. Right, but maybe as a parent, you wouldn't consider it an interest in dead things. You would consider it an interest in science. Like you said first, mm-hmm. he might have been like, oh, he's very interested in anatomy and science. Maybe he's going to grow up to be a doctor. Let me show him how to bleach bones. I don't think doctors right. and his dad was ever a, have to bleach his bones. His dad became a chemist. He was in school for chemistry. So he was into science. So he was probably like, oh, my God, my son loves science just like me. Let me show him everything I know. Yeah. As a parent, I would be like, that's dope. You want to know how this like if somebody if my kid was like, hey, mom, can you tell me about Israel Keys? I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I could tell you about Israel Keys. What do you want to know about him? Do you want to know his favorite coffee? Because I got it. His favorite candy bar. I got it. Oh, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> oh, yeah. And they would be like, no, Cigars? none of that creepy <laughs> shit, mom. Just like regular facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so warning, the next part is kind of graphic, but a lot of this episode is going to be really graphic and I'm not going to say it every time. So buckle up. So 
either buckle up and like get ready to hear the gritty details or if you want to skip to one of our other like 55 episodes that we have you can go listen to one of those yeah buckle up put your life jacket on i don't know put your goggles on i don't know what you want to do but make (laughs) yourself feel safe yeah here we go so at one point Dahmer took the carcass of a dead dog decapitated it nailed the body of the dog to a tree and mounted the skull on a wooden cross in the woods. That feels less sciencey and that more more like artsy. Like is, sacrificial. Oh almost. yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why I wanted to call it artsy. <laughs> <laughs> I super for some you art kids are super weird. I I mean they are. But I do really want to give Dahmer a chance for some reason. I just feel like this kid was never given her a chance. Yeah. He had a lot going on. Uh, yeah. There's I I didn't read it because I was waiting to hear the case. I honestly don't know a lot of details about Dahmer. I know his, the basics of his crimes. Right. And how he died. But <laughs> I don't, you know, there was an article titled, Why Dahmer Isn't a Bad Guy. Ooh. And he's... It just talks about all of the stuff that led up to. Yeah. And there was a lot this. of stuff that led up to it. But but I feel like there are a lot of serial killers slash murderers out there that you could go. I don't know that this guy is necessarily evil, but I mean, he's not great. I don't know. I think it all goes back to his birth chart <laughs> and the fact that he was very easily able to detach from people. Right. Because he did not see people as as people he saw them as something he could use for his benefit human life to him didn't have the worth that it should have had right exactly and i always bring up the mcdonald's triad i'm not sure about like the fire setting or the bedwetting stuff because i didn't really find that but the like cruelty to animals or like the dead animals thing kind of sets off an alarm for me that's like maybe he is a sociopath Mm -hmm. i mean he definitely probably was a sociopath because he didn't have the empathy that most people have. Yeah. I think that I would consider him somewhere on that. He spectrum. had some sociopathic tendencies. There you go. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So when Dahmer was six, his family moved to Doylestown, Ohio. His brother David was then born and his father finished school and got a job as a chemist. As I said before, when Dahmer started high school, he was very much an outcast. He didn't have many friends and he was considered the class clown, but like not in the way that he has all these friends and he's funny, but kind of like, I think people would more laugh at him. Um, The phrase doing a Dahmer originated among students at the school because of the quote unquote pranks that he would pull. I say pranks in quotations because he pretty much would go to stores and like pretend to have seizures and like do weird shit. And I just feel like, people weren't laughing with him. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe he did them to be funny, but I really feel like people were like laughing at him for this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like really cringy stuff that he would do. So Dahmer started drinking alcohol at the age of 14. Even, yeah. Even telling a classmate that alcohol was his quote unquote medicine. Um, yeah. It makes me feel really bad. I know. I know that he like sucks later, but right now he's just really Right now sad. he's like a struggling kid, yeah. So during this time, Dahmer also realized that he was gay and had a relationship with another student at his school. However, they never had sex. He was 
still a virgin at that's okay yeah i went through all of high school without having sex no comment (laughs) this is however when he began fantasizing about being dominant over another man sexually this eventually evolves to include a desire to dissect their bodies prior to sex wait don't okay got it don't explain His first attempt to do so was when he was 16, according to Dahmer, when he waited in a bush with a baseball bat for a specific male jogger that he had seen previously. I was going to say it's a jogger, right? I know it's a jogger. Fortunately, the jogger never came by Dahmer that night, and so he went home. Wow. But it was a close call, yeah. In 1978, when Dahmer was 18, a teacher recalled catching him drinking beer in the parking lot at school. He told her that he was having trouble at home, which was true because his parents were going through a divorce at this time. He then said that the guidance counselor was aware of the issue of everything going on at home, and so he did get away with it. Also, I'm sure that 18 was the drinking age at this time, right? Yeah. So he, she probably was just like, okay. Yeah. It's not like he was... I mean, he was breaking the law by drinking on school grounds, but he wasn't breaking the law by underage drinking. You know yeah. what I mean? Also, if... If you don't, I mean, they didn't technically know that the drinking, the drinking didn't really make Dahmer violent, but it might have made him more willing to act on his violent right. impulses. But they didn't know that. Of you course. know what I, I mean, mean? He hasn't really done anything. Right. But yet, so even at that them. point, a drinking teen is not no, a danger. Teens drink. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's yeah. normal, especially if you're of legal drinking age. After high school, Dahmer's mother and brother moved to a new town in Ohio. And but his, he didn't? Nope. His father temporarily lived in a motel. And Dahmer stayed by himself in his family's home. <laughs> Excuse me? How old is he? 18. Oh. Still. Yeah. So three weeks after his high school graduation, Dahmer committed his first murder. Wow. Dahmer picked up Stephen Hicks, a 19-year-old who was hitchhiking to a concert that was about 20 minutes away from Dahmer's family home. Isn't it crazy how hitchhiking used to be a regular thing? Yeah. And now, and now people are like, like do it. nope. <laughs> no, thank you. Dahmer convinced Hicks to go to his house with him for a drink, and Hicks accepted the invitation. After a couple of hours of drinking, Hicks wanted to leave, but Dahmer had other plans. I put a little graphic thing, but again, I'm not going to say it every time, but like this is the first time that it's like really wrong. Dahmer grabbed a dumbbell and while Hicks was sitting at the table, he came up behind him, striking him twice in the head. Jeez. Once Hicks fell unconscious, Dahmer strangled him. He then took off all of his clothes and masturbated above him. The next day, Dahmer dismembered Hicks's body and buried it in a shallow grave outside. Weeks later, Dahmer actually dug up Hicks's remains and pared the flesh from the bones and then dissolved it in acid, flushing it down the toilet to dispose of it completely. He then took the bones with a sledgehammer and smashed them and sprinkled them around the wooded backyard of the home. Wow. That's really intense for an 18, 19 year old. For his first murder. too. Yeah. And it's probably because of all the experience he had doing the same thing with animals Mm -hmm. he like practiced almost soon after this Dahmer's dad and his new fiance returned to the home Dahmer then enrolled in college but three months later he dropped out because his alcoholism was interfering with his grades understandably Mm -hmm. 
We all have that issue. (laughs) In January 1979, Dahmer enlisted in the U.S. Army. During his first year of service, Dahmer was actually a pretty good soldier. However, his alcoholism took over and he was honorably discharged in 1981. In recent years, two soldiers actually came forward saying that they had been drugged and raped by Dahmer during their time in the after the army, Dahmer tried to move to Florida on his own for a short while. Oh, because Florida will let you get away with anything. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> However, once again, his alcoholism caused him to waste his money, and he ended up moving back with his father in Ohio. Why? Was Florida that expensive? It's a bullshit state. You can literally get away with anything <laughs> there. <laughs> I guess he just couldn't afford his rent anymore, so he went home. I guess you didn't. We have not covered him, but we've talked about him so much. Didn't Ted Bundy get pulled over for a traffic violation oh, in yeah, Florida? Oh, yeah, he, like, ran like, a Like, it was sign. the one Florida cop that's doing his job yeah. that pulls over Ted Bundy. <laughs> the and then Ted Bundy's job. just like, I don't know my name. Like, <laughs> fucking, come on. <laughs> so two weeks after moving home to Ohio, Dahmer is arrested for drunk and disorderly conduct. Ooh, what did he do? I don't know. He was just drunk and disorderly. I... I kind of want to see that. Like a drunken, disorderly Dahmer. If anyone has Dahmer. drunken, disorderly videos of Jeffrey v- Videos? Do you think they have videos? Somebody was out with that really big shoulder-holding <laughs> camera in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> so Dahmer's father eventually decides to send him to live in Wisconsin with his grandmother, hoping that this lifestyle change will help him. Yeah. Dahmer's time living with his grandmother actually was all right, but he did continue to drink and was unemployed for a long time. He worked as a phlebotomist at a plasma center. However, he was laid off shortly after he was charged with indecent exposure for exposing himself to a group of 25 women and children at a state fair park. Okay, wait. Hold on a second. How did he have any qualifications to draw blood? I I don't know. If he's drunk all the time and then trying to... I had one phlebotomist that was definitely sober. I took my grandmother there. They stabbed her so many goddamn times in the arm trying to find a vein that finally I was like, hey, can you try the other arm? Maybe because you're just stabbing her. <laughs> like, and that person was sober. How did Dahmer do that job? I don't, I don't know. He did eventually lose his job there. Um, but that's and- because of the indecent exposure at a fair yeah 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 yeah. that's true (laughs) um so after a long stint of unemployment Dahmer got a job as a mixer at a chocolate factory in milwaukee yeah that sounds good during this period of time an incident happened where Dahmer was at a public library and a man passed him a note offering to give him a beezer that's what i've decided to um to say that they're called (laughs) Dahmer declined however it did reignite something in him that had been dormant for a while I kind of like blowy. Uh, blowy. Ooh, <laughs> but I like Beecher too. <laughs> um, shortly after this, Dahmer stole a male mannequin from a store and would use it to pleasure himself sexually. Wait, why would he not take that guy at the library off up on his offer, but he's good with that mannequin? He might have been white. Oh, like, I don't know if you guys. Oh, know. you haven't discussed his type I yet. Haven't, and I don't think that I did write it down, but. I know it's like a spoiler alert, but like I want to say like 13 of the 17 were people of color. I don't think it's a spoiler alert. He's pretty high profile. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But he he was very into people of darker races. So eventually Dahmer's grandmother actually found the mannequin in his closet and was so disturbed that she made him throw it out. 
like oh yeah that's probably safe he probably won't kill anybody to make (laughs) them a mannequin after that that's you're fine (laughs) Dahmer then started frequenting gay bars and clubs and getting more familiar with the milwaukee area Eventually, he also attended bathhouses, which were relaxing for him. However, he took issue with the fact that his sexual partners would move. Because of this, Dahmer started slipping sedatives to his partners and raping them while they were unconscious. Oh, I was going to ask what you meant. Like they would move from house to house or they were just like alive and breathing? They were alive and they were like moving around. Oh, okay. So general PSA, if anybody expresses to you that they want you to be cold and unmoving, that's a red flag. Get out of that relationship. Yep. So Dahmer was able to do this about 12 times before being banned from the bathhouse. What do you mean? Oh, sedate people. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a lot of time. <laughs> no. In 1986, Dahmer almost pulled an Ed Gein. And saw the obituary of a young man he found attractive and went to his gravesite with the intention of digging him up. However, the ground was too hard when he got there, and so he abandoned his plan because <sighs> it was too hard for him to dig. Pussy. <laughs> Later that year, he was arrested for masturbating in front of two 12-year-old boys, for which he received one year of probation. That's all it is? Yep. In December of 1987... Dahmer met Stephen Toomey at a bar and persuaded him to accompany him to a hotel. No. (laughs) According to Dahmer, he had planned to drug and rape Toomey, but when he awoke the next morning, he found Toomey underneath him, his chest crushed and blood seeping from his mouth. He didn't have any recollection of murdering Toomey, and he was honestly shocked that it had happened. So I guess he like browned out or blacked out a little bit from the alcohol. Imagine blacking out and then waking up the next day to a fucking murder. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Dahmer went out and bought a suitcase and then stuffed Toomey's body inside so that he could more easily transport him to his grandmother's house. I know, as you do. It was there that he dismembered him and filleted the skin off of his body. He placed the skin into garbage bags, crushed the bones, and disposed of all of it in the trash, all except for Toomey's head. Which he kept. Dahmer kept Toomey's head wrapped in a blanket in his room for two weeks. Then he decided to boil it. He did as his father had showed him when he was young, and he used bleach to preserve the bones. He then would use Toomey's skull to masturbate with until it became too brittle and he disposed of it. After Toomey's death, Dahmer began murdering men more purposefully. He would meet them all at bars, drug them, rape them, and then strangle them. Two months later, Dahmer met James Doxtater, a 14-year-old Native American prostitute. Oh, no. Dahmer told the boy that he would pay him $50 to take nude pictures of him. Mm. Once they got there, James met a very similar fate to Toomey. That poor boy. I know. In March of 1988, Dahmer met Richard Guerrero at a gay bar. He offered $50 for Guerrero to spend the night with him, which he accepted. Once they got back home, Dahmer strangled Guerrero with a leather belt before giving a beecher to his dead body. Then Dahmer disposed of Guerrero's body in a similar fashion to the others. Wait, hold on a second there. Um, so with that one, mm-hmm. Dahmer didn't even get off. He blew the dead guy. Yeah, I don't know if he got off or not, but yeah, he blew him after he was dead. That doesn't even sound 
I don't. I don't know either. I don't even. Why? <laughs> I just have so many questions. Okay. In April, Dahmer bought what? In April, Dahmer brought a young man back to the house and drugged his coffee. Before the victim went unconscious, though, Dahmer's grandmother yelled up the stairs to him. Is that you, Jeff? Dahmer told her that he was alone, but she knew that he wasn't. Because of this, Dahmer decided to drop the victim off at a hospital instead of murdering him. So this guy got away. Oh, good for that guy. Mm -hmm. Good on that grandma. Yeah. In September of that same year, Dahmer's grandmother kicked him out of her house. Hmm. He lived in an apartment of his own for a short time in which he was arrested twice. The first being just one day after moving out for luring a 13-year-old boy into his home, drugging and fondling him. The second arrest was for sexual assault in a similar case. Dahmer then moved back in with his grandmother because obviously he couldn't live alone without problems. Dahmer was convicted and had to await sentencing. For the two sexual assaults? For the, yeah, for the sexual assaults. During this time, he murdered again. Dahmer met Anthony Sears at a gay bar. He claims he was not looking to take a victim this night, but Sears struck up a conversation with him because of, and because of how attracted he was to Sears, he couldn't help himself. <sighs> the two went back to Dahmer's grandmother's house and gave each other some beegers before Dahmer murdered Sears. <laughs> he took him into the bathtub where he decapitated and dismembered his body. This time, because of how hot Sears was, he kept his genitals in a jar of acetone. Is that supposed to preserve it? I guess. He stored them in his work locker until he eventually moved out of his grandmother's house again, which would come later and we'll get there. Mm. That May, Dahmer was sentenced to five years probation and one year in the House of Correction for the fondling and sexual assault crimes. He did, however, have a work release so that he could keep his job. It was at this time that they finally made him register as a sex offender. Yeah, it's about time. Like, how many crimes of sexual assault? There were just those two underage sexual assaults that they could have done it for. There was just the time that he masturbated in front of women and children. Oh, yeah, that was way before. In the park, yeah. Stupid idiot cops. Dahmer spent 10 months in the House of Correction before being paroled and moving back with his grandmother. Oh, yeah, that seems like enough. Yeah. Uh, Shortly after this, though, he got his own apartment again. That was close to his work. Within a week of the move, Dahmer met Raymond Smith, a prostitute that he offered his usual $50 to. Then he gave Smith a drink laced with seven sleeping pills and strangled him. Seven sleeping pills feels like enough. Did he have to strangle him? I I have no idea. Before dismembering Smith, Dahmer took many nude photos of him. He then did as he usually did and placed his skull in a filing cabinet next to that of Anthony Sears. Wow. He's so well organized. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding, you guys. In I a hate filing him. cabinet of skulls. <laughs> <laughs> One week later, Dahmer attempts to do the same thing. However, he accidentally drank the laced drink, and the intended victim robbed him of about $300 and his watch. Wow, good on that guy. Dahmer then reported this to the police. No <laughs> fucking way. Yeah. I don't know if anything ever came of that, but like... Are you kidding me? Imagine going to the police and being like, I accidentally drank the drink that was meant for that guy, and so I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And the cops would be like, why did you fall asleep? Oh, <laughs> because I laced it with stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In on. June, Dahmer lured Edward Smith into his apartment and went through the usual motions with him. 
However, this time he put Smith's severed head into a freezer in an attempt to remove the moisture from his skull. This didn't end up working, though, and his skull exploded when he tried to dry it out, which made Dahmer feel, quote-unquote, rotten about murdering him, since he didn't have anything to show for it. Ew. Three months later, Dahmer brought Ernest Miller into his apartment, promising him $50 as well. However, when Dahmer tried to go down on Miller, he told him that that would cost extra. So Dahmer slipped him two sleeping pills and then slashed his carotid artery, causing him to bleed out within minutes. He posed his body for photos before dismembering the body. Dahmer reportedly kissed and spoke to the severed head while he performed the rest of the dissection. Oh, my God. How I, I can't imagine it was much extra if $50. I don't know if $50 got you, but. You don't want a beezer for $50. <laughs> this time, Dahmer placed parts of Miller's body, his heart, biceps, and flesh from his legs into the fridge so that he could later eat them. Is, is he still living with his grandmother at this point? No. Oh, okay. So I was going to ask, she didn't ask like what these weirdly packaged things of meat were. Oh no, this was in his own apartment now. Three weeks later, Dahmer met David Thomas. After he drugged Thomas, Dahmer decided he wasn't actually attracted to him. However, he didn't want him to be mad that he was drugged when he woke up. So he decided to murder and dismember his body anyway. Oh my God. Imagine being that victim that was like, yeah, I wasn't sexually assaulted, but like, I still died. Yeah. Dahmer also took photos of the process of dismemberment as he went along. Why? Why does anybody do this? He did not retain any of Thomas's body because he wasn't attracted to him. That's weird. Mm -hmm. That that part is weird. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In February 1991, about five months after murdering David Thomas, Dahmer came across Curtis Strotter waiting at a bus stop. He lured him to his apartment promising, you guessed it, $50, and then drugged, raped, and murdered Strotter before dismembering his body and taking photos along the way. How... How desperate are these people that $50 is all it takes? Well, at the time, it was probably more than $50 because of inflation, right? Yeah, I guess. You're right. You're probably right. On April 7th, Dahmer met Errol Lindsay, a heterosexual man. After luring Lindsay into his apartment and drugging him, Dahmer decided to conduct an experiment. He drilled a hole into Lindsay's skull and poured hydrochloric acid into his brain because he wanted to see if it would put him into a permanent submissive state. Instead, Lindsay woke up hours later saying he had a headache and asking what time it was. He then drugged him again, strangling him, dismembering him, and reserving his skull as normal. He also tried to preserve Lindsay's skin, but his his methods did not work. That's insane. I don't understand the idea behind hydrochloric acid in a brain. Is that like, I guess he thought it would keep him alive, but like in a coma so that he wouldn't have to worry about his body decomposing, decomposing but he also but he wouldn't still, have like, to. Fuck him. Okay. Yeah. It's still, it's a weird, it's very scientific, but also creepy and weird 
Residents at the apartment complex were complaining to management at this point about the awful smell radiating from Dahmer's apartment, as well as the chainsaw noises that were very frequent. Dahmer assured management that the smell was from his tropical fish that had died, and then he said he would take care of it. He's like, oh, my tropical fish died. That's what the smell is. I'll take care of it. No worries. That's not even a good excuse. They bought that? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. In May of 1991, Dahmer came across a 14-year-old. I'm sorry for how I'm going to pronounce this name. Conorak Synthansomphone. Yeah. I'm going to call him KS. Okay. So KS was actually the younger brother of someone Dahmer had molested before, which is a horrifying coincidence to me that he's just molested that many people. Yeah. He lured KS back to his apartment, drugged him, and tried the hydrochloric acid thing again. After pouring the acid into his skull, Dahmer brought KS into his bedroom, where the body of 31-year-old Tony Hughes was dead on the floor from when Dahmer killed him three days earlier. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. According to Dahmer, he was pretty sure KS saw Hughes's body, but didn't react because of the drugs and the acid in his brain. Dahmer's laid there with KS's body for a bit before leaving both bodies there to go to the bar because he ran out of alcohol. When he got back, KS was outside the apartment talking to a few women. When Dahmer saw this, he tried to persuade them that they were friends and lead him back to the apartment, but the women had already called the police. When John Balserzak and Joseph Gabrish, the two dumb idiot police officers, arrived... Dahmer convinced them that K.S., who he called John as an alias, was 19 and was his boyfriend. He said John was drunk and often acted like this when he was drunk. The officers agreed to let K.S. go back with Dahmer. But when the women tried to argue, saying that they could see that K.S. was bleeding out of his butthole, the officers told them to shut the hell up and butt out. The officers covered KS with a towel and walked the two up to Dahmer's apartment where he showed the officers the nude pics of KS as proof of their relationship. The officers noticed the disgusting smell of the apartment and even poked their heads into the bedroom where the body of Hughes was on the floor but said that they didn't see anything worrisome and left. I hate them. I hate them so much. Zach and Gabrish, by the way, are their names. Wow. Dahmer then injected Chaos's skull with the acid again, and this time it killed him. Wow. They literally handed him back to his murderer. Mm-hmm. God. And told the women that they were stupid and to butt out. <laughs> if you needed any more proof that <laughs> cops are garbage. All cops are bastards. Fuck 12. <laughs> anyway... On June 30th, Dahmer met Matt Turner at a bus station and lured him home, drugging him and raping him before killing and dismembering him. He put most of Turner's body in plastic bags in the freezer. Five days later, Dahmer met Jeremiah Weinberger at a bar in Chicago and told him that he could spend the weekend with him in Wisconsin. When he got him home, though, he injected boiling water into his head and then Weinberger spent the weekend in a coma before passing away. On July 15th, Dahmer met Oliver Lacey and lured him home. Instead of the usual pills, Dahmer subdues Lacey with chloroform before treating him as he did the others. 
He had sex with Lacey's corpse before dismembering him and placing the skeleton in the freezer and his head and heart in the refrigerator. Oh, my God. The next day, Dahmer was fired from his job, presumably for all the time he would take off to dismember the bodies. He was upset by this, so he decided to murder somebody. Okay. He lured Joseph Braidhoft into his apartment before strangling him and leaving him in his bed under the sheet for two days. When he went back to dismember him two days later, Braidhoff's skull had maggots all over it, which Dahmer cleaned off before putting his skull in the fridge. Yeah, because I guess it's still salvageable. What the fuck? Did they still think it was dead tropical fish? Because what the fuck? I have no idea. On June 22nd, 1991, Dahmer approached three men on the street, telling them that he would give them $100 to come back to his apartment and pose for nude pictures. One of them decided to, and his name was Tracy Edwards. Snaps for Tracy Edwards. Immediately upon entering the apartment, Edwards noticed the horrible smell, which Dahmer blamed on the tropical fish again. He handcuffed Edwards, to which Edwards asked, what is happening? Dahmer simply brought Edwards into his room, where The Exorcist 3 was playing on the TV. Edwards also noticed a large drum in the corner from which an awful smell was coming. Dahmer took out a knife and told Edwards that he had to cooperate and take the nude photos. Edwards said he would if Dahmer would put the knife away and remove the handcuffs. Edward said that instead Dahmer turned towards the TV and began rocking back and forth and chanting before turning back around, facing Edwards and telling him that he was going to eat his heart. What the fuck? Get out of there. Oh, my God. Edwards was trying to think of any way to escape all the while telling Dahmer that he was his friend and that he wouldn't run away. He convinced Dahmer to let him use the bathroom. And then for them to go back into the living room where there was air conditioning and drink another beer. Edwards waited for the perfect moment for Dahmer to slip up or to have a moment where he was not concentrating. And when he did, Edwards claimed he needed to use the bathroom again, stood up, saw that Dahmer was not holding the handcuffs anymore, punched him in the face and ran out of the front door. Good on you, Edwards. Mm -hmm. Good on you. Wow. Edwards immediately located two police officers, Robert Roth and Rolf Mueller. The officers noticed that Edwards was handcuffed and tried to help release him from the cuffs with the keys that they had on them. When their handcuff keys didn't work, the police officers offered to accompany Edwards back to the apartment and to get Dahmer to take them off for him. Because at this point, they were just like, okay, he was into some weird sex stuff. Like, he left. He was like, this psycho. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, we'll come with you to make sure he takes them off. Because... I mean, they don't have any proof that he's done anything yet, right? Yeah. The three entered the apartment and Dahmer agreed to take the handcuffs off Edwards. While inside, the officers observed that there was a large knife under Dahmer's bed, as well as an open drawer with his photographs inside. Oh, my God. Mueller grabbed the photographs and brought them out to the living room to show his partner, Roth. When Dahmer came back out and saw that they had his photographs, he tried to fight them, but it was not long before they had him in handcuffs himself. The officers called for backup and decided to look around the apartment. Mueller opened the refrigerator and found a freshly severed head on the bottom shelf. Yep. There it is. Right there. Mm -hmm. Dahmer, who was pinned on the ground by Roth, simply said, for what I did, I should be dead. Mm, yep. 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 
A further search of Dahmer's apartment revealed, and this is an exact quote from Murderpedia because I could not find a better way to say all of the things that they found. A total of four severed heads in Dahmer's kitchen, a total of seven skulls, some painted and some bleached, were found in Dahmer's bedroom and inside a closet. In addition, investigators discovered collected blood drippings upon a tray at the bottom of Dahmer's refrigerator, plus two human hearts, and a portion of an arm muscle, each wrapped inside plastic bags upon the shelves. In Dahmer's freezer, investigators discovered an entire torso plus a bag of human organs and, a f- and flesh stuck to the ice at the bottom. Elsewhere in apartment 213, investigators discovered two entire skeletons, a pair of severed hands, two severed and preserved penises, a mummified scalp, and the 57-gallon drum, three further dismembered torsos dissolving in the acid solution. A total of 74 Polaroid pictures detailing the dismemberment of Dahmer's victims were found. In reference to the recovery of the body parts and the artifacts at 924 North 25th Street, the chief medical examiner later stated, quote, it was more like dismantling someone's museum than an actual crime scene. Gross. Upon questioning, Dahmer admitted to every single murder. He figured since he did all of it, it was only right for him to own up to it and, quote, put an end to it, which I do respect. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because we find so many that don't Because Israel Keys didn't give a fucking shit for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dahmer also told police that he had planned to create a sort of altar with the skulls that he had preserved, but he never got the chance to. He, like, pictured himself in a leather chair in front of this table with all the skulls, and it's like, Dahmer ultimately pled guilty but insane to 15 counts of murder. He was not charged for the Toomey murder because there was not evidence beyond a reasonable doubt since he didn't remember it. He was also not charged with the attempted murder of Tracy Edwards. Mm. This was just in Wisconsin. He was tried for 15. Oh, okay. Although he tried to plead insanity and after kind words about him coming from lawyers and mental health professionals, which like he is a serial killer. Stop saying he's a nice man. It was determined that Dahmer was not insane. He was sentenced to two counts of life plus 10 years and 13 counts of life plus 70 years. Wow. He then was extradited to Ohio to be tried for the murder of Stephen Hicks, which he received a 16th life sentence for. Wow. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Ohio could have probably given him death. Yeah. For his first year of incarceration, Dahmer was placed in solitary confinement. After a year, he was transferred to a less secure unit. During his time in prison, Dahmer found religion and became a born-again Christian. Mm. In July 1994, Osvaldo Dorothy, a fellow inmate, tried to cut Dahmer's throat with a razor that he had hidden inside of a toothbrush. He only had superficial wounds from this incident, but according to his family, Dahmer was ready to die and didn't really care if something happened to him in prison. That's fair. I mean, he sounded ready to die when he was arrested. On November 28, 1994, Dahmer went to the bathrooms of the prison gym to perform assigned work. With him were Christopher Scarver and Jesse Anderson, two other inmates. The three of them were left alone for approximately 20 minutes, and when the guards returned, Jesse Anderson and Jeffrey Dahmer were lying on the floor, beaten horribly. They were both rushed to the hospital, but later that day, Dahmer died from his injuries. Anderson also passed away in the days that followed. According to Scarver, God had told him to rid the world of these two people. Scarver was a schizophrenic. Scarver also claimed that while he was being attacked, Jeffrey Dahmer did not fight back. Upon learning of her son's death, Dahmer's mother said, quote, Now is everybody happy? 
now that he's bludgeoned to death, is that good enough for everyone? Eh. Kind of. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's our case. Yay. <laughs> I don't know how to end that. I mean, you knew what was either. coming, guys, but like... Like, we all know Jeffrey Dahmer is like crazy. I don't want you guys to kill people for it, but also... I don't feel like a throne of skulls isn't not cool. <laughs> it wasn't a throne of skulls. It was an altar of skulls that he would sit in a chair in front of. Oh, that's dumb. If it was a <laughs> throne of skulls, though, that's pretty cool. Oh an God. altar, though, that you just sit in like a regular lawn chair in front of a masturbate. No, just a stop. black leather chair he wanted. To oh, that's still not good. Have you cleaned leather before? No, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's our case. Want to plug our socials? Sure. If you want to tell us what you keep in your fridge, you can email us at deaddrunkpod at gmail.com. If you want to share your pictures of your beer and rum and coke or just general pictures of rum and coke or funny Jeffrey Dahmer memes I'm all about, you can share them with us on Instagram at deaddrunkcrime. You can also tweet them at us at deaddrunkcrime. You can find us on Facebook. You can find our drink videos and probably pictures of Dahmer and some other stuff on Facebook at deaddrunk, a true crime podcast. If you want to dive deeper into Dahmer, you can do so by following the links to the sources that we will put on the blog post on our website at deaddrunkpodcast.com. I think that's it. I think we covered everything. We have merch in the show notes and our Patreon. Yes, enjoy our Patreon and buy some cool merch from us. We have some pretty cool stuff, which uh, some of you saw in our trivia today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining. Yes. And if you want to hear more about Israel Keys, the frustrating man that didn't feel that he should give us all the details like mm-hmm. Dahmer did, yeah. you can join us on Patreon in Unlocking Israel Keys. Yep, patreon.com slash drunk. And stay tuned for our chaser where Tierney will be singing to you to make you feel better about what you just heard. Oh, my God. Yes. My favorite Ben Platt covered this Brandy Carlisle song. And I think it's low key a gay anthem. And so I wanted to sing it for you. And you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Bye, Mom. Best wishes. Well, Mr. regards. <laughs>
your girl It's your brother's world For a while longer You gotta dance with the devil on a river To beat the stream Call it living the dream Call it kicking the ladder After carrying your baby on your back across the desert. 